And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed. There's a lot more yawning these days. Have you noticed that? Yeah. And the bad thing about yawning, it's contagious. Now, I'm not a scientist, but I do know that's true. You see somebody else yawn, all of a sudden, you got to yawn. Do you know what helps to curtail the yawning? How about a great night's rest at Motel 6? Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price you will love when you use the code CP Red Eye. That's the letters CP Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel 6 and help curtail the yawning. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. From the Uniden America Studios, this is Red Eye Radio. Hello and welcome. He is Gary McNamara. I'm Eric Harley. Welcome to Freak Out Friday. Gary, I like that. I like that a lot, Freak Out Friday. <laughs> Everybody said we're against it. We did it, but we were forced to do it. We didn't know about it. It was something that we couldn't stop. We're against it, but we did it anyway. Everyone, go. <laughs> Executive order the first day, we're not going to spend that money. That's we know right. the money's there. We're not going to spend it. Right. Well, the money's there. We have to spend it. <laughs> well, here's the you thing. Know, you, know, that's, you know, that's one of the problems right there. Yeah. When you think about it, there's money that was supposed to go for the wall. Right. First day he comes in with an executive order. We're not going to spend not that money on the wall. We're not going to spend it. Then not, he comes, more, not one more foot of the right. wall. Not one more foot. We're not going to spend it. And then he comes back and says, I'm being forced to spend it. Well, because, because he, it exists. There is no forcing. No. In fact, they asked back then, after the, he did the executive order, his first day in office... They asked the GAO, the General Accounting Office, to look at it to see if they had violated anything by not spending those appropriations. And the GAO came back and said, nope, you didn't violate anything. You're good. And so it sat there until all of a sudden, just after a number of high-profile liberals were screaming, do something about the border, you say you were forced to spend it. What, through a lawsuit? Did someone challenge you? You're telling me, Joe, I don't need to do anything I don't want to do. Jack Biden is forced to do something by no one. They didn't cite anyone saying. Now, we look at it and say, well, no, the appropriations are, and we don't believe you should have done that from day one. That's not, but that's not the point. The point is, Joe Biden was defiant. He had the GAO back him up on that, and then all of a sudden, 
Oh, well, we're forced to. We're forced to do it. We have to build the wall. We have to build the wall. And then Mayorkas. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I'm wondering if he's been expelled to Mexico. Because I thought to myself, you know, what was funny was I'm going through one story when the other statement by Mayorkas came across. And I thought, wow, him walking it back. Well, uh, what we put in the uh, federal register, uh, that wasn't about policy. That it, You're the one that said it. He was, he was saying, basically, my department has come out and says one and one is two. But it's been misconstrued. Yes. Don't, <laughs> the, the policy with the administration is not, let's be clear, one and one is two. Right. One and one is two, and I said it over here, but that's not what it means. What the hell happened behind oh, the scenes? No, I mean I'm to to for this you. for this to come out and then everything that happened yesterday and it it started out. Let me play this audio cut. It mm. started out with basically Corrine Jean Pierre. Oh, I don't know. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't know what's going what? on. What wall? Yeah, here we go. Border walls ineffective. Why is the Homeland Security Secretary saying that it's necessary to prevent unlawful entries into the United States? I have not seen that full that full statement. It's I know. I, 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 I hear you. I'm just saying I've not seen that full his full statement uh, on that. What I can t- speak to is for the president. The president has been very clear that he doesn't believe it's a, it's effective. He answered that question of your colleague. That's what I can speak to. That's what we're going to talk about. And- and the, the, I mean, the, the pounded on her for saying that she yeah, didn't know, right? You know, she didn't basically know what's going on. I can just speak with the, say the president has said that it's uh, that it's not effective. And they asked him yesterday, and he's they the president. Is mm-hmm. it effective? No, no. <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> but let's let me let me find more from uh, her yesterday because it got uh, really interesting here. Mm-hmm. Right, here we go. How can you say that he's not breaking that promise? Well, what I can say is that there's a law that the DHS is com- is complying with. We believe in the rule of law, and that's what we're moving forward to. <laughs> this was decided, as you just said, in 2019. I believe there was a different president in 2019, right? That was a, a Republican president who actually pushed this forward. The Republican leadership pushed this forward. And so now we're complying by the law. Let's not forget, this was six months ago. This was out there six months ago. I know you guys are asking me about this now, but this was actually not new, and this was done six months ago. Uh, this, you know what this is? What? This is like Chris Christie being told by Trump to go get back on the plane. This is the excuse that Biden is using. Well, Trump told me I have to build the wall. I mean, you know, Congress appropriated it, so Trump is forcing me to build. This is the Trump wall, not the Biden wall. I'm not. I'm not building. And that's a lie. It, that's an absolute that's, that's an absolute lie, lie. Because from day one, right? From day and and by the way, why would you use that lie? Out of all the lies Joe Biden can and has told, why that one? Yeah. Here's more. Here's more. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Peter. Great, I just want to follow up very quickly. You said that it's not new, but to be clear that this was posted on the Federal Register overnight on October 4th. So just to be clear about this, the president earlier today said that he was asked, does the border law work? He said no. But in this statement that was posted within the last 24 hours, the Department of Homeland Security Secretary says there is presently an acute and immediate need to construct physical barriers and roads in the vicinity of the border of the United States in order to prevent unlawful entries into the United States. 
So who's right? The statement from the DHS secretary overnight or the president's comments today saying they don't work? So a couple of things. Yes, it showed up on the register today, but the announcement, it, this is not new. This is from six months well, ago. Well, it is new because the waiving of the laws actually didn't happen. <laughs> but it was, it, this is something that uh, was out back, that the DHS was put out back in, in, uh, in, in, in six months ago. That doesn't matter. It doesn't no. matter. It was put out six months. No. It was announced. It was announced yesterday. Uh, let me just see. Uh, <laughs> my let's, gosh. Let's let's. I want to hit the this because there's more. Yeah. This is just. Uh, I'm sorry if I sound like Banya on Seinfeld. Gold, Jerry. This is gold. Here mm-hmm. we go. Here's more. Quoting the president that he did not believe that a wall was effective, um, and you, in your own words, said that it would be a waste. I wonder if you could talk about why a wall is ineffective um, for a number of different reasons, whether it's stopping drugs, stopping uh, illegal migration. Um, Obviously, the president has voted for, uh, you know, the Secure Fence Act in 2006, specifically um, talking about how it would be effective in stopping drugs. Well, we believe, so first of all, he was asked, do you believe, uh, let me get the exact, do you believe, by your colleague Selena here, do you believe the border wall works? He said no, right? He answered that directly. Uh, So we believe there are more effective ways. Okay, before we go, remember, Mm. one of the the things they have done here, uh, National Review pointed out, remember when he said we're allocating money to fix repairs of, of, uh, of, places in the wall mm. barriers in the wall mm-hmm. so and they pointed that out that that's something that uh you know that uh make sure here um okay I'm trying to find it here i'll find i'll find it i'll find it in the next segment mm. I'll, let's continue playing this and I'll, I'll find i don't want to be sitting here searching for it uh but uh let me get to uh the the one that was the the best here um because uh, this was my f- my favorite. Okay, here it is. And this is Ducey asking this question. Mm. All right, you ready? Mm-hmm. <laughs> here we go. If you have to build a border wall, but you don't think that it's going to work, then once it's done, are you just going to tear it down? <laughs> I'm not getting into hypotheticals from here. <laughs> they don't, the, the lie is they don't have to build the border wall. Right. <laughs> that's That's the lie. And and that's been fact checked already. And mm-hmm. it's like, okay, we're going to blame it on Trump mm-hmm. because we got burned. We don't know what the hell we're doing. Well, and and you know, look at Mayorkas's statement yesterday afternoon. He says, "I want to address today's reporting relating to a border wall, and be absolutely clear." Okay, this is Mayorkas, and he wants to be absolutely clear. <laughs> <laughs> there, there is. No new administration policy with respect to border walls. From day one, this administration has made clear that a border wall is not the answer. That remains our position, and our position has never wavered. The language in the Federal Register notice is being taken out of context, really, and does not signify any change in policy whatsoever yeah it does it absolutely does because of january 20th 2021 man uh here it is his administration did nonetheless seek governmental funding for the modern modernization 
of existing barriers and construction to fill in what Mayorkas called some gaps in the wall. Mm -hmm. And remember, they got a pass on that, and we called them out on that. Right, yes. The border wall doesn't work except where we want to put the border wall. Yeah, we're going to reinforce something that doesn't work. Just amazing. Yeah. (laughs) Never underestimate the ability of Joe Biden to F things up. Barack Obama. And I mean, this is all the way to the bone. They're forced. There's not. There's not the one person who has any anything close to a legitimate answer. They're not even trying. No. How is it that Joe Biden forgot how to lie? <laughs> uh, Trump is forcing me to do it. Oh, and thanks to Kevin Tober, all the networks, yeah, uh, at Newsbusters. Because we had uh, we were we were talking, you said yeah. yesterday, uh, Kevin needs to get on. To, yeah. Kevin needs to monitor all this tomorrow <laughs> to see, what, and he did <laughs> <laughs> to see what networks actually cover it and how they cover yeah. it. Yeah, and he did. Yeah, he did. right. So thanks, Kevin. That was just awesome. Yeah, <laughs> it's are are we his bosses now? We tell him what to do. <laughs> yeah, Kevin, if you don't mind giving up your weekend and holidays, and yeah. you know, could you sleep? If, if, since you're doing it, could you do our show prep too? Yeah. Just <laughs> well, they they kind of do. Yeah, it's exactly. <laughs> like posting things yeah, yeah, on yeah. on X every day. These these are the things though that you look at it and and it, this was a mad scramble because they had to they had to do they had to pretend they had to pretend like they were doing something. And the the pressure was building from prominent Democrats. It's not a coincidence. Well, I do like the answer. Well, this is something that came out six months ago, even though we just announced it yesterday. It doesn't mean anything that we announced it yesterday because it came out six months ago. Right. Well, well, of course what? it does. Stop it. Of course it does. There's, there is, there's no way around it, and they can't talk themselves out of it. I mean, Wow. Just insane. What a zoo. Yeah, what a, just insane. Who's, just insane. Who's right? The statement from the DHS secretary overnight or the president's comments today? Exactly. <laughs> well, no, that was the back and forth. I know. You know, and, you know, some of the liberal media groups by uh, later in the afternoon were going, oh, well, the president says he doesn't like a wall. He doesn't think it works. They were, you know, they were just going, well, see, he did because he says so. Then that's that. And they didn't go any further. A, a few of them just kind of, you know, faded out of the equation and kind of used that as their exit ramp on this story. But this is indicative of a desperate administration. We've been saying it from 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 the beginning of the Biden administration. He invited them to come back. If you were deported during the Trump years, we want you to come back. And then they showed up. Now they're here. Well, uh, now they're pouring into New York City at yeah. a rate of six hundred every day. Yeah. And so, what do you do? The only way you can reverse it, as we've been saying, is to do a complete one eighty. And they're building a wall. Like it or not, it, whether you buy their excuse or not, Biden is building a wall. 
There's no way around that. Well, as you pointed out. They didn't deny yesterday. They didn't deny they're building a wall. Yeah, as as you said, though, the GAO, they didn't have to spend the money. They didn't have to do this. Because they have to spend the money. Right. They could sit on that with red tape and reviews till the end of time. By the way, that's what the environmentalists were saying yesterday. They were going after, just as I predicted, they were going after the liberal media groups. Going, well, we, we don't, or I guess probably the liberal media groups reached out to them. They could keep this in red tape land forever. Well, a court didn't order them to do this. That's what I'm saying. There, there was no, no th- there is no decision here that came down because you could, see, I could see Biden step up. Oh, the court, those, this is the problem with the court and blah, 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 blah. And they're forcing our hand here. And I'm telling you right now, I'm against this and blah, blah, blah. blah. We'll continue to fight, blah, 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 blah. This is the same guy who thinks he has the power to forgive student loans. And now he's saying that he's being forced out of nowhere. Right. Being forced to spend Trump money. And there's a Supreme Court decision now that you can't you can't unilaterally forgive student loans. He's trying to find every type of loophole possible to exactly. do it. Exactly. There was no court case here that said he had to spend the money to do the border wall. He's And they're making it up. They're just, this is, think about it. We got to have a border wall. Let's blame Trump. Say we have to do it. Yeah. And we'll say that a border wall doesn't work, but we're actually doing it. But because we're actually doing it. We believe a border wall does exactly. work. And that's what it is. And everybody knows it. Mayorkas. Like he's trying to do some weird Jedi mind trick. What I wrote in the Federal Register does not exist. It is not the policy. While waving his hand in front of your face. Well, my my department wrote. Yeah. My department wrote one and one is two. Yes. But that is being taken out of context. And two is not a number. (laughs) We got a great show ahead. (laughs) 866-90-RED-EYE. This report is brought to you by Shell Rotella. With advanced synthetic technology, is designed to help keep your rig running with more mileage and less maintenance. As the seasons change, so does truck maintenance. Cold weather can affect everything from your batteries and air brake system to tire inflation and fuel lines. Here's a maintenance tip to help make sure your rig is ready when winter comes knocking. When water and moisture build in your air brake system in the dead of winter, it will almost certainly freeze and turn to ice, which can damage valves, air dryers, and other air system components. Be sure to inspect your system for any air leaks and to confirm the system is receiving a clear air supply. Check and drain your air tanks daily to keep water, contaminants, and corrosion at bay. Find a professional service center near you to learn more about winterizing your truck or to have your air brake system inspected today. Coming up, more with Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. It's Red Eye Radio. And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just something I've noticed, bargain hunting is back. I mean, bargain hunting's always been around. We always love a great deal. But man, everywhere you look, people are bargain hunting. You know, there's so many great ways to find great deals. Hey, I have a great find in your bargain hunting journey. Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price that's a real bargain when you use the code CPREDEYE. That's the letters C P. 
Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at motel6.com. That is a bargain. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. It's Friday Radio. He's Eric Carlin. I'm Gary McNamara. I mean, what a what a nightmare it was yesterday. I was thought I was real busy yesterday doing things, so I was just picking up bits and pieces as I was going through my day. And I'm yeah, like, yeah. oh my gosh, I can't wait till I get home and put it all together here. Mm-hmm. And when I got home to try to put it all together, it still hadn't. Not until I woke up did I get everything. And I'm just right. like, this is pure insanity. I mean, there's pure chaos in the yeah. White House. I no, mean, there is. It's absolute uh, uh, chaos. I thought this was interesting. The Democrats' phony border wall. Leaders say they're tired of the crisis, but they're afraid of the solution. Exactly. That's it right no, there. No, that's it, because there. You know, when we talked about Biden, if he was going to do anything about the border, he has to do a complete 180, and Joe Biden's not capable of doing that. And this is right here, the clear demonstration of that principle. Mm-hmm. And that's the idea, is that you know, if he'd come out and said, listen, I was wrong. Because he would have to say I was wrong about it all. Not just what he did on day one as president, but everything that he has said over the years and everything he said during his campaign in 2020. You know, and all of that would have to be thrown out the window. And Joe Biden's not about to do it. So they're going to build the wall. They're building a wall. That's the one thing they didn't deny. Take all the chatter out of the equation. Joe Biden is building a wall. That's a fact that Joe Biden doesn't deny. to Red Eye Radio from the Uniden America Studios. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carney, and I'm Gary McNamara. Let's play a couple more audio cuts here. This is the president yesterday, okay? Mm-hmm. Here we go. One question on the border wall. The border wall, the money was appropriated for the border wall. I tried to get them to reappropriate, to redirect that money. They didn't. They wouldn't. And in the meantime, there's nothing under the law other than they have to use the money for what was appropriate. I can't stop that. Certainly you can. Yeah, you can. That's a lie. Yeah, you can. Because, and, and here's how we know. You didn't announce this. Because if he had been forced to do it, and that were the truth, and they believed they could carry that as coming out 
stepping to the podium saying, uh, this morning we want to let you know on some things because this is probably going to be learned very quickly. Uh, this went down and our hand is being forced, uh, you know, whether it was from a lawsuit or whatever. Well, we're being forced because that's how Joe Biden works. You know, we and then he, then he would go after the courts or whatever forced his hand on this. You know, stupid Republicans, stupid courts, whatever. That's how that would have gone down. Having to scramble for an excuse is indicative of them wanting to do something about the border, but not admitting it. Uh, the uh, the editorial uh, board of the Wall Street Journal, the Democrats' phony border wall or border war, excuse me, leaders say they're tired of the crisis, but they're afraid of the solution. Democrats are taking matters into their own hands at the border, or so they say. The wild, a wild bunch of mayors are heading toward the Rio Grande. They're still afraid of the one action that might help slow the flow of migrants, putting pressure on Biden. Mm. Leaders from the far north of the border are heading south as thousands of migrants continue to fill up their shelters. Mayor Eric Adams arrived in Mexico Wednesday to tell migrants that New York City has no vacancies, and he'll spread the same word in Colombia and Ecuador over the weekend. Uh, Chicago Mayor Brandon Johnson says he'll visit the Texas border sooner uh, to see the or, or soon to see the migrant issue firsthand. Both men are feeling the pressure to do something as housing for migrants put more and more strain on their city's budget, yet both avoid the topic of asylum law, which currently makes it easy for migrants to gain temporary legal status in the United States and remain in the country for years without hearing, as we've said many times, and repeated that again yesterday. Mr. Johnson denies uh, that uh, he wants to slow migration at all, but says he's traveling merely to assess the full situation. Uh Mr. Adams is tougher, but leaves the harshest talk to his surrogates. We need the federal government, the Congress, members of Senate, and the president to do its job. Close the borders, said Adams' chief advisor. Mm -hmm. Wow. With clarity that still evades the mayor. Democrats know that even modest asylum restrictions would draw fire from the left, so they stop short of asking President Biden to do it. Ask New York Governor Kathy Hochul, who ran for cover after daring to point out the asylum problem. We want them to have a limit on who can cross the border, she said, on CBS's Face the Nation. People coming uh, from all over the world and finding their way uh, through simply saying they need asylum. Mm. That's true, but saying so out loud drew progressive criticism, and by Monday, Ms. Hochul was backtracking. With respect to what I said about the border, I have called for a more thoughtful, balanced uh, national immigration, federal immigration policy, watering down her call to reform asylum law to a thoughtful, balanced policy is ducking the issue. With no federal reform on the way, their recourse is to blame Republicans. Mm -hmm. Hence, the governor's swipe on Sunday at the GOP representatives from her state, whom she says refused to work with President Biden to come up with a sensible border strategy. And like Mayors Adams and Johnson, Ms. Hochul blames her migrant woes on Texas Governor Greg Abbott. He's a convenient target, but the Lone Star State has sent about a third of the migrants who have turned up in Chicago and less of a, less than a sixth of those that turn up in New York. Each of these Democrats know or at least should, that the main obstacle to reforming asylum policy is 
the Democratic Party. Yep. And the administration. Yeah. Republicans would happily reform the asylum law, but can't without Democratic support. And that means leadership from the White House. Border enforcement is the duty of the federal government. And Mr. Biden has considered nearly every solution except the asylum changes that might actually work. Migrants will keep filling the big cities until other Democrats start telling the truth about the real cause of today's mass border crossings. That's almost mirrors what we said. Yep. We've said before and then repeated on yesterday's show. And they can't pull the trigger on this. They can't do a 180 and say we were wrong. They can't say we're going to be tough on the border. We're going to close the border. We can't do that. We can't. We can't. We can't. We'll build a wall. We can't do this. Yeah. And it's not going to change. You know. On the surface, in the media, and politically, in the campaign, nothing is going to be different, which tells you what. Well, the border crisis is only going to get worse. And why is it? Because leading up to the election, those who want to come here know you better get here. Yeah, it's going to get worse. We've been saying that and, over the years and yeah. watching it over the yep. years growing up on the border it's it was it, it was very clear as a kid that there were certain times when you would have you know a a a greater influx and and now with being able to on social media and everything else and and everybody in the world being able to know everything at every minute they know one thing that if a republican administration comes in in january of 2025 that border is going to be closed. So if you want to get in, you get here now. That's going to drive people here in a greater, greater, much greater numbers between now and January of 25. And so they have to, I mean, that's the 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 spin on this is to blame the uh, Trump and say they have to spend the money on it. As you pointed out, the GAO told them, no, you don't. No, you don't. If a long time ago they yep. told them that. Yep. To do that was there was an act of desperation saying that they have to spend the money on this particular project. We're like, well, there's a lot of things that even the court said you can't do. Right. That you've still tried to find every way to get around the courts. Right. Was there a court case on this that forced you to do this? Right. No. He just knows. He... He just believes that a border wall works and can't admit it. Can't say it. He can never say he's wrong. He can't say it. And so he lies and says, oh, there's nothing that we can do. We're forced to do it. Yeah, that didn't sound like what the DHS wrote, did it? Right. That they were being forced. Right. I mean, there's so much bull crap coming from this administration on it. It's just overwhelming. And it's at every single turn. I want to, let's play this. Uh, this is from CNN yesterday. Okay, mm. just to show you some of the media coverage. Here we go. President Biden is building the wall, at least part of it. This is something he said he would not do. The Biden administration announced it will waive 26 federal laws to allow border wall construction in South Texas because of what they call an acute and immediate need. The plan is to construct up to 20 miles of new border barriers in Starr County. That's in the Rio Grande Valley area. 
Some 245,000 migrants have attempted to cross the border illegally in just that one sector since October of last year. On the entire border there, the number is closer to 3 million. Hundreds of migrants rushed past border control agents near El Paso yesterday. So when he was running for president, Biden made clear that he would not expand the border wall if elected. Trump campaigned on um, build that wall. Are you willing to tear that wall down? No, I'm, there will not be another foot of wall constructed on my administration. The president also said today that um, former presidents have said to him that they wish that they had built a wall. Do you I recall President Obama ever one. saying that? I can't think of a single one who said that. We need border security, but that's not the border security we need. <laughs> and then they just go out. That's CNN. I mean, the, the liberal media was just pounded. They didn't. I, you and I were asking the question because we had, uh, uh, you know, by the time our show had finished yesterday, we couldn't find anything on MSNBC on their website and nothing from CNN right. on their website where they right. have on the front page. It's like, there's got to be 7,500 stories on there. Right. And we couldn't find it anywhere. And we said, are they just going to ignore it? Well, they didn't ignore it yesterday. No, they didn't. I mean, it wasn't long after we left and, here that the mainstream media uh, was was on this story. Which, of course, prompted, there's no doubt in my mind, that's what prompted them to send Biden out and, you know, where he started. I'll take one question on the border. Uh-huh. One question. Yeah, because uh, you know that there's a million questions. And the fact is, they can't answer any of it. They can't answer any of it. The pressure was building. The pressure was building. And here's the other thing, too. What we haven't introduced into the equation yet and in our discussions over the last couple of days on this is what the boots on the ground think. I have a number of friends in the Border Patrol. And just hearing them over the years, I mean, I've always deferred to them. Whatever the Border Patrol says they need, whatever is effective, wall works, wall doesn't work. We've had that discussion this works, that doesn't work, whatever they say they need, they're the ones doing the job. Let me and and my question would be, in the Rio Grande Valley sector, where this wall is being built, are those agents screaming, saying, we're being overrun because the Rio, the Rio Grande Valley sector is just chaos when it comes to illegals coming across the border. I want to get to, to the, the full context of what Pete Ducey asked. I played a shorter cut, audio cut earlier. Here's more. Here we go. Uh, except what was appropriated in 2019. He said, there will not be another foot of wall constructed in my administration. So something changed. What? You want us to break the law. Is that what you want? You want us to not comply with the law. I'm not. I, I'm, I'm but you want, about, but you want us to not comply it. with the law. You want us to not be in administrations that follow the rule of law. You guys do this all the time. The student loans, uh, the student loan forgiveness program, uh, you went to court to fight for that. If this is such a problem, building 20 miles of wall, why not just go to court? We went to Congress. The Congress appropriates why the funding. Why not Congress, fight them more? Congress appropriates the funding. Yeah, you just see she's trying exactly. to get it. It's, exactly. a, it's like they can't. Trump it's, is forcing us. Trump it, is it's, forcing us. It's such us. a load of horse manure coming just, from the administration. And, and, it, and by the way, you're talking about a guy whose party, the majority of his party, doesn't want him to be the guy. Yeah. And he comes away looking about as weak as you can look 
on this issue, from from all points of view on this issue. But liberals are looking at this saying, you're going to kill spotted owls and you're going to, you know, you're going to pollute the waters while you build a wall with Trump money. And all of these things that that basically demonstrate something we many of us have known for a long time. Joe Biden is not not capable of governing. He had he didn't have to govern for decades, never had to govern until January 20th of 2021. And since that day, starting on that day, he demonstrated that he is not capable of governing. And this is exactly what you get with somebody who is absolutely inept. And just, uh, well, oh, we'll, we'll get to, to the actual, uh, what the General Accounting Office told them back in 2021 on mm, this yeah. freeze on any border wall spending. Right, right. Coming up, 866-90-RED-EYE. Lines open for your calls. 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. It's Friday Radio. He's Eric Carlin. I'm Gary McNamara. Yeah, Politico had this uh, article back in uh, June of 2021. Mm. GAO, Biden did not break the law with border wall pause. Having right. the freeze uh, on the border wall uh, funding did not break the law. Their legal opinion, President Joe Biden did not break federal budget law when he froze border wall funding on his first day in office. Federal watchdog said on Tuesday the Government Accountability Office issued a legal opinion explaining that Biden's pause on funding for the former President Donald Trump project amounts to uh, a programmatic delay rather than yeah. an illegal stoppage of money Congress has provided. There was no court case that overturned this no. and demanded that he do this. No, there that's, wasn't. That's where the lie comes in from the administration. And, and and you know that because they didn't cite anything. Yeah. They would have used that. Right. Oh, yes, absolutely. Biden would have come out and announced the border wall and used that excuse as his basis, saying... The courts have forced our hands. This decision has forced our hands. We are bound by law to do this. And and again, in the legal opinion, the GAO, this is what makes it beautiful, said yeah. the Biden administration has legitimately paused border wall funding provided by Congress in order to perform environmental reviews yeah. and determine project funding needs in light of changing that warrant using funds differently than initially planned. Exactly. I mean, they gave the the complete, and that's the beauty of it because... What came out from the department or uh, DHS was we're going to waive environmental laws. Right, exactly. <laughs> Top of the hour news is brought to you by House Products. Visit HouseProducts.com. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Now. 
It's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show from the Uniden America Studios. This is Red Eye Radio. And he's Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. Good morning. Thank you for being here. Download our Red Eye Radio app. You can listen when and where you want if you cannot listen live overnight. Just looking at some of the uh, the different stories just on, you know, the the uh, the border policy of the administration. Every day there's stories coming out. I yeah. mean, right here, hotel rooms are unavailable for the Army-Navy game because they're filled with migrants. Mm. Many supporters cannot make hotel reservations near Gillette Stadium because a number of rooms in the area are dedicated to to housing migrants. Mark Mansbach, a travel agent with Hillsdale Travels, said that 70 of the 400 rooms he had helped book for veterans had been reassigned to house migrants. Hmm. Wow. That's uh, w- uh, uh, one story. The other story here, looking at this, uh, you see, uh, where is it? Uh, <laughs> here it is. Beto slams Biden's border wall order as impotent political posturing. <laughs> and it's Washington Free Beacon wrote it. And I just I, I, I do like the way that they wrote it. Failed Democratic <laughs> senator, presidential and gubernatorial candidate Beto O'Rourke. List all of his failures before his name. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Failed Democratic <laughs> Senate presidential and <laughs> gubernatorial candidate Beto O'Rourke. That's funny. Slammed the Biden administration's decision to allow border wall construction as impotent political posturing O'Rourke uh, took to X mm-hmm. to rant about the White House's announcement that it will begin construction on uh, the uh, the border wall. Number one, walls don't work. Number two, President Biden promised he wouldn't build them. Number three, now even uh, uh, harder for voters to distinguish between him and Trump on border immigration, O'Rourke wrote after a round of skateboarding. Uh, The uh, House is uh, waiving, or the White House is waiving 26 federal laws in Texas to begin construction, which will take place in Starr County, Texas. Um, By the way, if they're waiving it... Mm. There's nothing in the law that says they have to. That's that's another reason you know it's a lie. Hmm. Because the GAO said, no, you can look at the environmental things. And, and, and they're, and waving, so, the, they're, they're waving the environmental laws right. to get it done. Right. They don't need to waive them. They can go through the process until it's finished and go to court. That was and, the one thing nobody. I I didn't I just see. Thought, it. I just saw. I just thought of that now. Well, well, well wait I, a minute. I thought a... about it yesterday because I didn't see in all the audio that was you know that and and video that was coming out with the president and then the statement by Mayorkas. I didn't see anybody address that and ask them that part of it because you start by saying, "Well, we're gonna you know this is uh." programmatic we're going to for programmatic reasons we're going to shut it down and we're going to you know this is january his first day in office january 20th to 21 executive order and environmental studies blah 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 and then you go to the point of waiving 
environmental laws yeah. to get it done. There's nothing that says you have to waive no. environmental laws. No, because the, that would be the question. I was waiting for somebody to ask that question yesterday. If they did, I miss it or it didn't make the news. Why did you waive the environmental laws when that's basically what you leveraged on from day one? Right. You're shoving them out of the way now instead of using them as an excuse that the GAO says you're able to use lawfully. Yeah. And it's not the courts haven't the courts didn't force them to do no. it. That in fact the DHS said we're waiving it because this is such an acute problem exactly. that we have to Oh no 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 you're you're taking that out of context. How? How? And then CNN, the arrival of migrants in big cities is forcing Democrats to change their immigration politics. Mm -hmm. The headline is right. And then they go through uh, some of the things here. Here it is. President Joe Biden says he's forced to violate a campaign promise. Uh No, he's not. That's ridiculous. And they said, here's how CNN reporter Priscilla Alvarez explained Biden's about face during an appearance on the network on on uh, on uh, uh, Thursday. Uh, Alvarez said, this boils down to the administration running up against a deadline. A source that I spoke to this morning said that the 2019 congressional appropriated funds for the border wall had to be used by the end of fiscal year 2023. That means the administration has to make a choice. They either use the money or they don't use it. And they decided that they're going to use it for these border barriers in South Texas. But there's nothing that says, well, we have to use the money by 2023 or we lose it. Well, no, you don't lose it. It goes back into the just right. If well, that, if that's if that's your case, you lose it by twenty twenty three. It doesn't. It it nobody takes it. Hunter doesn't get the cut of of that money for the, that was supposed to go for the border wall. No, it's not going to Hunter. No, it's not he's, going to any of the nine Biden family members. He's only getting Chinese balloon money. Yeah, this uh, it doesn't go. I mean, it, I mean the lies. I mean, it's just. And it's easy, and believe me, the media will tear it apart over the next day. Oh, I think so. Because, yeah, I think you know, so. like I said, I, I didn't even think about the, until I was talking about it, I go, well, wait a minute, was just a couple of minutes ago. And then you went, oh, yeah, nobody asked that question. If you're saying that you are forced to do it, well, are the courts forcing you to do it? Well, wait a minute. Right. The whole reason that you got justification from the General Accounting Office legal opinion that you don't need to spend the money is you are waiting to do a complete environmental impact study on building the wall. Yes. So you get to do that. No court has said, sorry, you have to waive that. No. They decided to waive that. Yep. God, they're such pathological liars. And it's so easy to know the difference because the this is how it would have gone down. If if it were the case that the that they were being forced to do this, then Biden would have announced it and then said, we need to change the rules, we need to change the courts, whatever was forcing him to do this. Instead, he's scrambling for an answer after the fact. That's the difference. That's how you know. Man, I wish a book was written that somebody eventually writes a book on this, on how this all happened. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to see it. What a cluster it has to be. Well, because here's the thing. It happens just a few days after you see all these prominent Democrats saying, we've got to do something. Yeah. yeah. We can't sustain this. And you've got the the 
one of the top staffers for the mayor of New York City saying we need to close the border. Yeah, his top advisor. And then listen to this. Think about it's always great to say, what if a Republican did this? Mm. Eric Adams in Mexico City would be illegal uh, immigrants face nightmare in New York City. Uh-huh. Could you imagine if a Republican went to a different country and said the how they would be accused of xenophobia and racism if they went and says, don't come here. It's a disaster here. Right. Well, at least, you know, he's being uh, accurate. It is a disaster in New York City. It is. That's um New York City Mayor Eric Adams told the would-be uh, illegal immigrants in Mexico on Thursday that they face a nightmare scenario if they cross the United States border and travel to uh, New York City. I think that's where, wait a minute, didn't you say yesterday, because I just saw, I remember this, uh, I just thought about this now. Mm. You had said yesterday that, hey, they should just set, tell them to go to San Francisco. Were you referring to the story? That show that they're handing pamphlets out saying, don't go to New York City, go to San Francisco? No. Oh, okay. Are I, they actually doing Yes. I actually said. Yes, you said it needs, yesterday. I, and I said yes. they need to hand out pamphlets and and tell them to go to San Francisco. Yes. Because they have more and more room every day. People are leaving San Francisco yes. is yes. the point. Yes. That, and I was joking. I saw, I saw a news story yesterday <laughs> that they're handing out pamphlets at the border. Go to San Francisco. Go to California. Wow. I had no idea. I promise I had no idea and didn't <laughs> see that story. Wow. That's that's so funny. Because we, we tried to, you know, we're, what's the mindset or the goal of Mayor Adams in Mexico uh, and 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 you know, when he goes to Central America, what's, what's, how do you, how do you do it? New, you set York, up, New York is worse than the third world country. Exactly. That's how you sell it. It's a, it's a blank hole. <laughs> <laughs> the real blank hole is New York City. Exactly. <laughs> And that's how you sell it. And this is kind of how we were parsing it out, going, okay, you know, you got to think to yourself, you know, you show up and say, look, oh look that, that Frank Sinatra was a liar. He was lying through his teeth the whole time. Um, the song is false. It's it's quite the opposite. We were just trying to put up a false image of what New York City is right. actually. I mean, what, how would he, you know, approach this in order to, uh, and what, what did they call it? The discouragement tour? Right. And Trump said, you're a blank hole. Yes. We are. Yeah, we are. Don't come I'll, here. I'll show you one. I'm the mayor of it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> this is, but, oh. <laughs> and then, you know, in my mind, in my tiny little brain, always, you know, doing the smarmy stuff. Oh, well, hand out some pamphlets and say, you should go to San Francisco. That's the town. And, and because they have more and more vacancies every day. My gosh, they're actually doing it. That's hilarious. That's hilarious and tragic at the same time. Yeah, I mean, it's the look, hilarious look, look, part the, 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 is the, how they're handling it. Right. The, right, the 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 laughter is how the, they're handling. The laughter is the lies, the hypocrisy. It's the Democrats that we're laughing at. Yes, and their absurd uh, excuses. Yes, that's that that's what we're laughing at. This is a very serious well, situation, but. As we've all the things we talk about are serious, the laughter comes in because of the idiocy and the excuses and and the explanations of the Democrats. That's where the humor is. You couldn't you couldn't write a comedy 
I've never watched the show Vice uh, with uh, yeah, I uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. I, I never I never watched that show. They say it's hilarious. But I think of that kind of comedy when you're writing a comedy about a Biden administration and where the liberals are and, and how they're scrambling right now. And that's the first thing that comes to my mind. Oh, my gosh. This is laughable how they're handling this whole thing. We, I always knew, and for a long time, all of us in border states, those paying attention, knew that the cartels were going to, are, are at some point going to overrun our state with drugs and also with people because they move both across the border. That's their business. And they control the economy in Mexico. They control the United States border right now. The scary parts of this will keep you up at night and not because you work at night and not because you listen to a great radio show, but because There's another it's one? worrisome. Yeah, George Norrie, have you heard it? Okay. There's yeah. the whole, <laughs> but there's the whole thing is that that's where this leads. Being overrun and running out of hotel rooms is part of it. Using city resources Go talk to the mayors of towns like Laredo and Del Rio and all of these border towns. All of the mayors, the current mayors and the past mayors, and ask them. They'll tell you the stories. Mayor Adams' stories don't even come close. And this is something we have known in border states forever. And now they know it in the major blue cities. They are border cities as well. 86690 Red Eye. Brought to you by FPPF Fuel Power Max. Managing time is key. Successful owner operators know that simply running hard is not enough. If it were that easy, anyone could do the job and expect the profits to roll in. It generally pays to slow down. There is a trade off in higher costs, not to mention the increased risk for driving fast. If driving slower takes time away from you, you could find some of the ways to get it back. Never take time off during the last two weeks of the quarter or the last week of the month when freight typically is abundant. Sometimes it works to your advantage to look for loads that take you through home rather than to home. The latter can interrupt your revenue stream and require additional time to get back up to full speed again. Brought to you by Shell Rotella with advanced synthetic technology is designed to help keep your rig running with more mileage and less maintenance. Lines open for your calls. 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carlin. I'm Gary McNamara. Uh, good morning. Uh, well, um, Trump has endorsed Jim Jordan. All right. So. Yeah. I, I will say this, uh, that, well, first off, before, let's generally, because, you know, what's happened over the last couple of days. Yeah. What Republicans are arguing is really about policy. Actually, not not policy, is strategy, is political strategy. What do you do? What is the mm-hmm. speaker's job? Mm-hmm. You know, and and one thing that we objected to, we objected to to a caller yesterday who 
told us that we don't know what the fight is. Mm-hmm. You know, basically, we're elitist radio people, and, you know, the, that side that has supported Gates, not all, mm-hmm. but a significant portion <laughs> have, you know, as, as David Limbaugh said the other day, Rush Limbaugh's brother, that he's now a rhino, Mark mm-hmm. Levin's now a rhino, mm-hmm. Jim Jordan's now a rhino, you know, whatever it is, and we laughed about it because we said, well, yeah, we were accused of that in 2016 when we criticized Trump for things that were absolutely wrong. Yeah. And right. in general, we supported Trump, but right. when he was throwing out a bunch of bull crap, we said it. Mm-hmm. And people, of course, got upset because there was Republican political idolatry that Trump could do no wrong, and of course he could. Mm-hmm. And as we explained yesterday to somebody who was saying Trump is the only fighter out there, uh, and we said that's a load of horse manure, that Trump Trump never vetoed one budget bill. You expect Kevin McCarthy to close down the government. Trump wouldn't do it. Right. So don't give us this crap. Everybody plays the political game. Trump right. didn't do it, and we didn't, we didn't criticize him like we didn't criticize McCarthy for not shutting down the government. Because we know why. Yeah, we understood why. Mm-hmm. So, but the fact is, it's the other side that wants to, it, not the other, the, it's the pro-gate side that has been, number one, throwing out the falsehood that he's a fighter who never gives up like Trump. And keep in mind, when Trump, Trump said that wasn't a good thing yeah, that, that Gates did. Right. He, he, he wasn't in agreement with it. Right. And, and, uh, and, and the fact is, it's about, it's about the strategy of where you should go. And if you don't agree with the strategy of Gates, mm-hmm. somehow you're not a true conservative or a Republican. Right. And you should be rejected. And you don't understand what the fight about uh, fight is about. Right. And that's a load of horse manure. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, we called it out uh, yesterday. But the one thing I thought of with the when you look at it, you have the pro gate side believing that the uh, not the pro gate side. I'm sorry. Let me rephrase this. You have now, basically, we need, you know, Trump said, he goes, well, if you need me to be the speaker for 90 days, and we said that's not going to happen, and people got upset at us for saying that. We said, no, it's not going to happen, and mm-hmm. it's not going to happen. Right. Trump is not going to be speaker of the House right. for a variety of reasons. Uh, but he endorsed Jim Jordan and went, mm, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Because, and they said, well, this the purpose of the speaker is to unite the party. Yeah, you're right. That's one purpose. Mm-hmm. The other purpose right now is to convince, as the leader of the Republican Party, that the the uh, speaker is is to market to independence that we know you're against what the Democrats are doing. We're the party. Right. That's one thing that Trump can't do. Hmm. Trump can you Trump could possibly unite the members of Congress, Mm -hmm. but the other job is to get independents to come your way. Mm -hmm. As a party. As a, a, for independents to come to you, to your party. Yeah, right. Exactly. Right. Mm -hmm. And that seems to be lost on Republicans right now.
The Bonus Show. And he's Eric Carlin. I'm Gary McNamara. Uh, download our app today and listen when and where you want if you can't listen live overnight. And thank you. Uh, yeah, so, to, you know, so uh, we had some interesting discussions, some feisty discussions over the last couple of days. That's fine because passion and politics because of where the country is right now is something that if if we have it and we get angry at times or you get angry at times, uh, it's understandable. Mm-hmm. And, but what the debate is right now is political strategy. Most Republicans yeah. agree on most things. Right. It's simply the strategy of where the party and the leadership should go. Because you disagree, because this is what I see from, this is what I see. Others may differ, and that's fine. But the strategy from Gates is close down the government now. Yeah. And the other side, which would be the side I'm, and again, nothing is guaranteed, but understanding, number one, that the Democrats are in their weakest position since I've been alive. Yeah. On the issues. Yeah. Yeah. The only issues where they lead are issues of government giving money to the people. That's where Republicans need to go out and market why the government giving you money is responsible for what you're feeling today. That the economic situation where you're in, where you can't get your head above the water, but you've got a job or two jobs, is directly responsible for the spending. America is not the, and you need independence to win. And independents are not yet where conservatives are. So to get out there and shut down the government right now is not going to be appealing to independents. And you cannot win an election in the United States without getting independence. You cannot win a federal election. That's the reality of it. That's the strategy because. And you're shaking your head, so I'm assuming you hold that same strategy as I. That's probably the better way to go. Mm-hmm. Does not make us un-American. Does not mean we don't understand what the fight is. But when you start talking about the fight, and this is the thing, the conversation we had yesterday. You know, the only fighter out there is Trump relating to the budget. He never fought for the budget. He fought for other things, as we have stated. He did and won and won with it. He never threatened to shut down the government. He had the ultimate veto power to say, "Nope, not going to do it." Shut down the government. You're expecting, and the Gates people are expecting. You well, know, Gates was saying that as uh, that Trump supported him, and Trump said, "No, he didn't think it was a good idea mm-hmm. to do it." But they were using Trump and the caller yesterday. And some emails we got were using Trump as the example of why Gates was right to fight on it. Yet Trump never, uh, uh, you know, never did uh, what the Gates people wanted McCarthy to do, which was shut down the government. Mm-hmm. Now, those are facts. You may not wish to admit those facts. Those are facts. But. It's political strategy that we're arguing over. Well, there's a reason. And, and it's not It's not the issues. 
And but the pro gates because we got it yesterday from the caller. You guys don't know really don't understand what the fight's about. No, yeah. we don't. Yeah. You're right. We don't yeah. know what the fight's about. Right, yeah, right, we just right, we just right. don't. really please yeah. explain Decades to us. Talk radio, and we yeah. don't know what. The please about. please tell us what the fight's about because we really don't understand. Right. It, and and because you feel okay, I'm more outraged than you mm-hmm. that if we shut down the government and lose, but we're raging, then we can virtue signal that we're better than you as a conservative. Well, that requires you to wear blinders at times, and I'm not willing to do that. No. And so one of the reasons that we talk about, um, and, and over the years, we've made the point, the night of the um, 2008 election, and Obama won, and a liberal called and said, man, you guys sound like sore losers, and this guy was really angry. And I said, you sound like a sore winner. And we weren't emotional we we didn't we weren't angry we wouldn't we we didn't change our emotional state based on the fact that obama won because it's this way if the person we supported and voted for won, that's also not the time to celebrate as you've always said it's like draft day now it's time to go to work and get the win. You've got to get the win on a number of fronts. You're going to have to win every game. You're going to have to get out there and fight every single day. And so the fight was with the GOP when they won in November in the House. Shape everything for 24 because they just didn't have the power. They don't have the Senate, don't have the White House, and you don't have but a slim margin in the House. So you're going to have to fight to shape 2024. But if next November America shows up and Republicans win in the House in a big margin and then they win in the in the seats, it won't be a big margin or, or win in the Senate. It won't be a big margin, but they win it and they win the White House at that point. It's also not celebration time. It's time to go to work and knowing the difference between the two or at least being mindful along the way of that difference. Because what Matt Gates did wasn't a win. It was only a win for Matt Gates and only on that day. I can't say that that win is going to carry Matt Gates much further. I can't tell you that because the political wins go back and forth. So this may come back to hurt him and haunt him long term. Only time will tell that. But when I heard yesterday, because most of, most of what I read yesterday was we need a speaker that will unite us. No, you need a speaker that will unite the Republican Party and convince independents that Republicans are the way to go. Right. Trump doesn't have that anymore to convince independents. People have decided on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're somebody who comes up and you're a McCarthy a lot of people didn't have an opinion on him. In fact, I think the latest polling numbers, I thought that McCarthy was actually doing better than Schumer or whatever. Hmm. But he actually, and and tone matters if you're going to convince independents. But we get in this rage, um, we get in this emotional uh, rage that, that, Republicans have to sound furious and angry and shut down the government. 
and that's going to solve the problem. And it's not going to solve the problem right now. It solves the problem again because you're saying short-term, the one side's saying short-term, and it's a legitimate thing to talk about. If you say shut it down, I'm not saying you're not a conservative. I'm not saying that you're a rhino because I believe that you're political strategy is wrong that's what the other side is doing why are you acting like a liberal and doing that that's what liberals do you need to be canceled because that's what david limbaugh said yesterday david limbaugh i'm being called a rhino mark levin's being called a rhino Mm -hmm. jim jordan's being called a rhino Mm -hmm. newt's being called a rhino Mm -hmm. any conservative in the media that says i think that's bad strategy i think the strategy should be this to win in 2024 and all of a sudden they want you kicked out of the party or somehow you're not a true conservative. Does that apply to Trump? Yeah. Based on his posts? Exactly. Well, that's where the hypocrisy comes in that we got with the caller yesterday. He didn't right. even know where Trump was right. on the issues. And he was calling Trump the ultimate fighter for the budget. Trump never fought. never he, And I fought by what his standard of fighting is, which is shutting down the government that they wanted McCarthy to do. Well, because the unicorn thing isn't ever yeah. true. It just isn't. No. In building your perfect conservative, everyone's going to have different answers, and everyone's going to disagree with that conservative that you put up there there, at some point, even other conservatives. Here's something that may scare you. Conservatives have been known to debate with each other. Mm-hmm. And that's, and by the way, party infighting, we mentioned it yesterday. It bears repeating. Party infighting is not necessarily a bad thing. Criticizing is not necessarily a bad thing. Oh, and, and, and by the way, I mentioned, I wrote the guy back, but in case he's listening, a gentleman wrote and said, you know, I agree with you guys all the time, but yesterday, and he was talking to me, that yesterday when I said that Republicans don't practice political idolatry. Mm-hmm. You were completely off base. Mm-hmm. He said, I don't believe they did until 2016. I'm like, well, you didn't hear what I said. Conservatives. He said conservatives said. don't. True cons- And then when it I when said, I said, basically implying that yet, right. if you're a true conservative, you don't well, engage in idolatry. What I said was conservatives don't practice political idolatry. And you said true conservatives exactly. don't. If you're exactly. a true conservative. Right. You know, your mindset is a true, not that you right. call yourself, but your right. mindset is a true conservative, right. which is based on policy, not personality. And so just that gentleman, you, you either if I did say Republican, I that was not my intent. And that's not ever been because if you've listened to the show for any length of time, you know, we have said that one of the problems we've had with the Republican Party is the political idolatry for a personality. And we've actually brought up the one case, a woman who called one time and said, you guys are ridiculous. Trump has never lied once, ever. Mm-hmm. Well, that was a lie. Mm-hmm. Of course he has. Well, again, you know, if if you're willing to wear the blinders, I guess you can keep moving forward yeah. in that direction. But in- the fact of the matter is you don't have to wear the blinders because it's not necessary. It's okay to criticize the, even the person you voted for. Well, as we've said many times before, uh, I believe the biggest problem in this country is the acceptance of lying in the general population. Mm-hmm. That there are no standards that we have for politicians anymore. And if they fit our narrative or we agree with them on some, then we will tolerate the lie. And if you recognize the lie, somehow you're betraying the Republican Party or you're betraying that person for promoting the fact that what they said was a lie. Right. 
That's a huge problem. And as we said, the, the real problem for us is Democrats have to lie. There isn't one issue where conservatives, if you're a conservative Republican, there's not one area where you need to lie. As you saw yesterday with the whole border wall, they need to lie. Oh, yeah. And they're scrambling and, for and they're a scrambling. good lie. Conservative Republicans don't need to lie. And so no. when we would say that, we would get calls a couple of years ago. Yeah, but we need to fight them the same way. Because the line works for them. I, I'm not going to behave that way. Not going to do that. Not going to practice political idolatry. Not going to lie. No. It's that simple. And But on the whole thing is, Republicans, it's not on the issues that we really disagree. It's on the strategy. But if I disagree with you on strategy, I'm not saying, well, you don't know what the fight is or you're not a true Republican or you're not a true conservative. And that's what you got. And you, mm-hmm. it just it blew up yesterday. Like I said, the David Limbaugh one was all of a sudden, I'm, I'm Rush Limbaugh's brother. Everybody knows where I've stood on the issues for the longest time. And now I'm a rhino. Jim Jordan's a rhino. <laughs> well, playing uh, the rhino, the whole rhino card yeah, has gotten very old. Scalise is a rhino. Well, yeah. we solved that a long time ago when somebody called us up one time and said, you guys are rhinos. And we went, absolutely we are. Mm-hmm. We're too conservative for where the Republican Party is going right now. Oh, yeah. So you, defl- you, you can diffuse it. We never took objection. I think it uh, probably hit, you know, Limbaugh harder. Mm-hmm. And but then he just gave the examples of other people out there, you know, because yeah, yeah. right now, Jim Jordan, uh, who looks like he may be leading, mm-hmm. voted to keep McCarthy in. Yeah. And didn't think it was a good idea. Is he a rhino? Is he a rhino? At some point, that person that is your unicorn is not going to be a unicorn anymore because mm-hmm. you're going to disagree with him. What's the remedy for that? Eight six six ninety red eye. We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carley and I'm Gary McNamara. So, yeah, I think that's the one thing on political strategy that the Republicans are doing wrong. They're promoting the fact that the speaker's job, you know, the speaker's job is to unite the Republican Party, which it is. That's one job. But in 2023, as Speaker of the House, your job is to convince Republicans you're the leader of the Republican Party. At that point, I know people say Trump is. When it comes to Congress and promoting what happens every single day, Trump isn't doing that. The speaker does. You've got to be focused on getting independence. Yeah. Yep. And that's so there's a double role for the speaker of the House. You're the focal point of the media of what the Republican Party represents. You cannot win unless you get independence and independents are more than ever willing to vote Republican if the tone is right. Yeah, and you've got them. I mean, they are practically a captive audience right now based on the issues that the left has put on the table. Yeah.
This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show from the Uniden America Studios. This is Red Eye Radio. All across the USA and around the world, we are Red Eye Radio. I'm Gary McNamara. He's Eric Harley. And Eric was reading something to me here during the break from NBC News. Why don't you continue it for me here? All right. So here we are at NBCNews.com during the top of the hour break. And here's the headline. Border debate shifts as Biden is confronted with anger from Democrats. Here's the first couple of paragraphs in this written by uh, Natasha Korecki and Gabe Gutierrez. Again, NBCNews.com. Out of Chicago. Calls to do more to control the flow of undocumented immigrants into the country have been an unrelenting GOP rallying cry, a central tenet of party, uh, party beliefs. But with tens of thousands of migrants now attempting to settle in blue states and cities around the country, the ground has shifted in the national immigration debate with Democrats increasingly calling on President Biden to take action on the border. All right. To be clear, this was yesterday afternoon at uh, when they posted this at 227 Central Time, 327 Eastern, yesterday afternoon. Embedded in the story at NBCNews.com is a video of the story with Lester Holt. I got to find out if this was prime time or it was only on their, you know, their app or streaming. I've got to find out if this was actually on the, the um, somebody called Kevin Tober. Was this part of the evening news broadcast, NBC Nightly News broadcast? I got to double check that. But it is Lester Holt. And here <laughs> is what it reads. Here okay. are the graphics on the screen. All right. Breaking news. In red, migrant crisis in U.S. cities. By the way, that's not breaking news. That's old news. But for them at NBC, it's breaking <laughs> news. Migrant crisis in U.S. cities. That's where this is. That NBC News and Lester Holt are saying this is a crisis. For Democrats, they're screaming. This isn't the rallying cry of the old GOP anymore. It's the Democrats, prominent, as we pointed out. But now even the very liberal NBC News points it out and puts it up there. And I gotta, I'm dying to find out if this actually made the nightly news broadcast or if this was just online or somewhere else. But it is Lester Holt that is hosting this piece. And introducing this piece here by NBC News that talks about what's going on 
in Chicago, in New York City, and other major blue cities. This is, and and then on the same day that this story from NBC hits, or that they actually catch up to the rest of us and do this story, Joe Biden is saying, oh, no, we we were were forced to build the wall. And Mayorkas is saying, oh, don't, don't pay attention to the federal register, what I what I wrote there, that's not, nah, that's not anything. Look somewhere else. And trying to cover their tracks because, number one, how did they not know that there was going to be pushback on this? You and I wondered, how long could the liberal media stay quiet? I mean, yesterday we, we should have had an uh, inner office bet, some kind of pool going for what the over-under of, of how many liberal News organizations would jump on this story and how soon it would be. Well, it wasn't long after we left here yesterday morning that it started to play out in the media. And there's a number of reasons they dismissed and 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 now uh, set aside environmental laws and regulations in order to get the Biden wall built. And, of course, Biden is building a wall, something that no one in the Biden administration yesterday denied they are building a wall and and i think the the uh the pro activist because uh representative Quayer was on uh okay he was also on uh cnn yesterday mm-hmm. saying that well you know there are some people we are sending people back but biden won't show that because the activists will go crazy because uh-huh. every if it's not 100 percent open borders mm-hmm. the activists will go crazy and biden is scared of that and so what you have now is the administration is lying. They didn't say they're going to stop building their wall, but they're lying about the reason they're doing it. Yeah. And as Biden continues to do it, the left is the left is going to break that lie, I believe. Oh yeah. yeah. Because well, the well, left the left <laughs> is going to say why are you building a why are you building a wall? Well, I have to. What court said you have to? You're, exactly. You you just waved as we state as we the dumb moment a couple of hours ago when we said, wait a minute, he's saying he has no choice. It's the law. There's no court case that's telling him he has to build this wall. In fact, from day one, in fact, from day one, when the GAO legal opinion, the general accounting office said, no, you can you can you can put a freeze on here until you get all of the you know, until you get all of the uh, environmental impact studies done right. and follow the environmental law on it, because right. the bigger law is that before you do anything, you still have to do all the environmental impact right. because you don't wish to destroy the planet. Mm-hmm. And in the case of the wall, you don't want the real grand uh, water boiling. Exactly. And uh, that was sarcasm. Yeah. For people. Uh, well, that's that's the term they use. Yeah. <clears throat> right. We're, that's that's not our term, by right. the way. And, and we don't believe it would boil. Uh, and, and so... Um, uh, and, and now we're, they're we're, setting aside those oh, laws. Yeah, and, and now, not yeah, exactly. They're setting it aside. They're now saying we're waiving the law. We're, we're waiving those. Those uh, we're waiving those regulations. Well, those regulations are actually in the law. Yeah. And so what they're saying is we're waiving the law so we can build the wall, and mm-hmm. at the same time trying to blame Trump. We're lying about blaming Trump for it when we actually want to build the wall. As we're stating that a wall doesn't work, yeah. our actions show we believe a wall will work. I mean, it's the ultimate hypocrisy that the networks are starting starting to, and I believe 
uh, it will be liberals that will be furious over it. This is, let me read this here on Thursday's broadcast of CNN's Out Front. NPR Morning Edition co-host Steve Inskeep stated that there is stated that there is a contingent of Democrats who don't want problems in their cities, problems in their backyards, even if they favor immigration in general, which means, as we have stated before, the whole sanctuary city thing was a con. It was virtue signaling. Oh, yes, we're open to anybody who wants to come in. Okay, here we come. Get out. Yeah, right. We're... We're ag- I mean, so what's worse? People that say, wait a minute, we should come in here legally? Or people that say, no, you, everybody should be able to come in. We should have opened borders. And then when you come into their town, they are outraged by it. Uh, host Aaron Burnett asked, this has become at the core of politics in a way, perhaps. It never has been before. And that is because it's moved into big northern liberal cities, right? And now in people's communities, as you say, and I know you talk about border walls, a wall versus barriers. Biden uh, has said uh, he's clear a wall, for example, won't work. But the reality is whatever word you use and as you point out, maybe it is not just a matter of semantics. But nonetheless, from a political point of view, it does seem to fly in the face of some of his most uh, core campaign promises. So, Steve, how does he deal with that? That's, of course, what he said during the campaign, which is no wall. They're responding yesterday. Mm-hmm. Inskeep responded, well, this is a reality that American politicians have always faced. There's always been fear and anxiety about immigrants and immigration. Lincoln had to deal with it, had to deal with what is called the nativist movement, and he had to figure out how to appeal to nativist voters politically, even though he disagreed with them on the issue. And every generation of American politicians since has faced the same challenge. And that is definitely true of Democrats who have a big part of their coalition who are immigrants and pro-immigrant, but have other parts of their coalition who have certain doubts, or at least they don't want problems in their cities, problems in their backyards, even if they favor immigration in general, which means they don't favor immigration. You don't favor immigration if once they come here, you don't want them here. Exactly. We're, God, we're dealing because, with children. Well, because, the you know, it's not, they're not approaching this saying, look, we're going to find a way. No matter what, we're going to find a way because everybody is welcome. That, that's not what they're saying. We don't want them here. <laughs> By the way, here's a here's a, uh, a paragraph, another paragraph from NBC News on this whole thing. I'm going to read this in the voice of Keith Morrison because I can't do a Lester Holt. Though the White House says the decision to move forward with the new border wall construction was not tied to calls for action from blue state governors, it comes after their agitation grew to a crescendo. (laughs) That emphasis... It's right the, before crescendo that nailed it. <laughs> that little pause that nailed it completely. It's, <laughs> it's it's exactly what we've been talking about. There's no way this is a coincidence. No, and that's what they're saying. That NBC, in a, in a very nice way, is saying it's BS. Exactly. They no, that's a, a great point. They're they're this is NBC News calling out the administration. Yep. I think it's clear a number of things have been clear if you're paying attention to the big picture in recent months for Joe Biden. 
he has fewer friends inside the Beltway and inside the media. Now, I'm not saying they're not left. I'm just saying they don't want him, and they look at the the monumental screw-ups from their point of view. And they don't, there are very few defenders of, of Joe Biden left. 86690-RED-EYE. Coming up, more with Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. It's Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carlin. I'm Gary McNamara. Looking at the big picture here now uh, with uh, the administration line and saying that uh, they had no choice because they're following the law and this is all Trump's fault. We know that's bogus because they waive the environmental laws, which means we're not waiting for the environmental law process to work out, which means they're not forced to do anything. They're trying to have it both ways. They want to build the wall and blame it on Trump mm-hmm. and say that they're, they are helpless to do it. Uh, I think that the activists are going to read right through that. The liberal activists, the yeah. pro-open borders activists, uh, those in the Democratic Party are going to read right through this. Yep. Completely. Yep. And they're going to say, you're you're not telling the truth here. You could have, you know, you could have fought for this and you didn't fight for it. So the, the fact is, uh, I wouldn't be surprised in the next week if they say, well, we're going to take this to court. There's not going to there's not going to be one more foot of wall. The court's going to have to order us to do it, and we're going to go through yeah. the, the full yeah. environmental process before we do yeah. something that doesn't yeah. work. Yeah, no, I, I could see them backtracking. Because yeah. it doesn't make any sense. If they say right. the wall doesn't work and they haven't completed the environmental uh, 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 process yeah. uh, that that uh, is part of the law, mm-hmm. and they're waiving that, that doesn't make any sense. Well, and and you, it will only make sense in the fact that you know that Biden's lying about it and the administration's lying about it. And do you want NBC News down there with cameras as you start building that part of the wall? Yeah, you're right. Because we weren't sure if the media would jump on it or not. Well, we said with, they and, did. And they did. They, yep. did, they did jump on yep. it yesterday and, and brought the points, as you just well, said, with NBC News, brought the point and, very, very clear. So here's the conundrum. NBC News, they they talk about how the you know major blue cities are screaming, close the border. That's the spirit of the story, that Democrats are screaming. And I'm with you. I was thinking it earlier. I think I think there's a decent chance you'll see them backtrack and go. Well, we decided we're not going to do this. He's ordered Mayorkas to blah 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 whatever, and we're going to wait until the courts force our hand. Now you've got the mayor blue city, uh, mayors of blue cities going, are you kidding me? We're asking for any help, and, and you're going out of your way to fight in court to do the opposite? There's the conundrum. Well, plus you're going to have a split. There you have mayors now going to other countries telling them not to come. Right. That's the opposite of what the Democratic Party exactly. has, has, has been about. And so one of the things is the one article we read earlier that talked about the fact that Democrats want solutions, but actually they want the, they want this stopped, what's going on. Right. But they won't confront what you'd have what you have to do 
in order to stop it, which means it's going to get worse and worse. Yep. And as you pointed out, as we get closer to 2024 election, that that means that the push to get here will be bigger than ever because of the possibility of a Republican winning yep. uh, in 2024 and whatever administration that is. And if they have Congress, there'll be a huge reversal on this Yes, because yep. the public outcry, even from Democrats at that point, will be, please stop this. And and I would say that it, it, it probably right now, with the uptick in Democrats who are calling for something to change, I think the 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 odds of seeing a greater surge on the border uh, it, right now are increasing by the second. Because if you're following along, you're looking at it going, look, everybody's now talking about how the border needs to be closed. We need we need to even before the election. We need to get if we're going to get there, we need to get there now. So those wanting to come here are going to push to get here before there's any solution I'm guessing you're going to see a surge on the border uh, in in the coming weeks. That's unprecedented. A, a few things are happening. Well, we did we did in September. Oh yeah, but I mean, even still, because yeah. of this, what's going on with with what NBC points out, what's been what's been happening, hmm. the political year and everything, and of course, when the when the seasons cool down a little bit, it also becomes less dangerous if you're crossing. You know, if you're if you're coming here and you're you're crossing and you're not claiming asylum, you're coming across uh, one of the poorest spots on our, our border. Those are the those are the dynamics right now. And there's no way to change this dynamic without, number one, the administration coming out full stop, recognizing they're wrong and admitting it and going one hundred and eighty degrees and number two, in order to do that 180-degree turn and, and make it effective, you would have to send tremendous resources to the border. Those two things are not going to happen. You have to confront the your migrant, your, uh, your uh, uh, what, migrant, what do you call it, um, your asylum policy. Yes. If you don't do that, you're not going to stop. It. That's probably the only thing. That, that's one of the first <clears throat> things they can do and and tell me who in the administration is going to admit that even no one how no, do you no no one's going to because they've made every excuse <clears throat> in the book well they deserve asylum because global warming because the economy in their their country because of covid because of not covid because of uh vaccines because they didn't get vaccinated because Be- because whatever because soccer is our na- national sport and exactly. that's ridiculous because America's better than their country yeah football right exactly yeah and and now but the interesting thing is <laughs> now the the selling from the mayors now is America sucks don't come here exactly stay there right New York New York no <clears throat> no yeah. New York New York is not your kind of town it is it sucks here don't come Frank Sinatra's a liar. (laughs) Wow. Just wow.
You're listening to Red Eye Radio from the Uniden America Studios. And he's Eric Harley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Wow. Uh, uh, just reading here from uh, Kevin Tober from uh, Newsbusters. All right. On Thursday evening, all three evening news broadcasts followed the lead of their morning counterparts in reporting on a major flip-flop from the Biden administration regarding okay. the wall all right. along the southern border. All led the newscast with it. All right. That's so what, what you, I was wondering about that right. NBC report. That right. was and and uh, and so you had the M- NBC report, CBS Evening News also led with it. Mm. Uh, here is uh, NBC mm. and their nightly news from last night. This mm. is the lead tonight with President Biden planning to now build more of the border wall, a major reversal from his campaign for president saying he would never build more of the wall tonight. His secretary of Homeland Security, Alejandro Mayorkas, saying, quote, there is an acute and immediate need to construct physical barriers and roads near the border. The numbers are daunting. More than 2.2 million migrants crossing the border since last October in just the last year. Towns and communities along the southern border pleading for help. And now leaders in cities across the U.S. Buses arriving in New York City. We have reported on the migrants sleeping on sidewalks. In Los Angeles, dealing with the flow of migrants too, Democratic mayors and governors have called for federal action as well. Tonight, this plan to now add up to 20 miles of new wall in Texas with money allocated back in the Trump administration in 2019. The White House saying, by law, that money must now be spent. Tonight, the president is asked, why now and will a border wall work? Just wanted to get to part of it. And, uh, of course, that's the lie that it has to that it has to be used. It doesn't have to be used. Right. And that was and, ABC, not right. NBC. That was, yes, it was ABC. It was David Muir. I'm sorry. That yeah. was, uh, yeah, I, I was, you did NBC. Right. With right. Lester Holt. Yeah. Sorry. But they all three. I got my ABCs wrong. <laughs> they all. It was one of the BCs. Yeah. Uh, they were all three leading with that. By the, uh, by Led the way, with it. I wouldn't have bet you on that. If Kevin, no. if Kevin Tober had called and said, hey, guys. Uh, put some money on ABC. NBC and CBS leading. With. A story on the border crisis, I would have said, all right, I'm going to bet against that all day. That's why I questioned it when I when I was reading the story from NBCNews.com, the embedded video was with Lester Holt, which was, now we can confirm, from NBC Nightly News broadcast. And it was the lead story. It was number one. Number one, not the GOP in the House and who the next speaker is going to be. It was the border and how blue cities are being overrun. Wow. I didn't see that coming. Yeah, and I think uh, he's going to be called out on the lie. And as we said, the key the key to the lie is that they're waving the environmental laws yeah and the endangered species act which right. is an environmental law i mean right. but it's they're waiving the clean air act mm-hmm. the clean water act mm-hmm. and the endangered species act which means right. they haven't gone through their administrative uh regulatory review yet right which they is mandated by law they're waiving it so they, they think don't something in those they, right. because they believe something in those 
would stop them from building the wall. Right. Or it would take time. Right. It would take time yeah, to go would, through the full review. it would either review. delay it or stop it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So the review's, but the review's not done, which is part of the law. They're waiving that part of the law because of the, the acute situation, the emergency, the crisis on the secure border. Yep. <laughs> oh What's the over-under on how much longer Mayorkas is in his role? I don't know. I just, it just. I mean, this is. Pro- no, uh, forever, because Biden doesn't fire anybody. <laughs> Who was he fired? Yeah, well. He hasn't fired Becerra. He should have fired him a long time mm-hmm. ago. Even the left thinks he does a terrible job. He mm. doesn't fire anybody. Yeah, maybe not. Yeah. You know, the, but, but this is the, this is the problem. Is that. If if you said if if the Trump administration had announced, well, we're going to we're going to, you know, continue with this wall construction. It would have been a story from a different angle, uh, but certainly would have been a story, you know, in the liberal media and the whole thing. But this story has so many layers based on the, the Biden administration's handling of it. The 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 environmental activist angle and they're already talking you know because they're they're saying to their liberal media friends he can red tape this forever and he knows it right and the proof of that is that they're setting aside the environmental laws and regulations to do this which tells them they had an excuse and they're flushing their liberal excuse down the toilet. It is their liberal excuse, isn't it? And it's and they can say it's a legit excuse. The GAO un- under- gave them full right. clearance to do that right. from day one. Right. And we need to save the planet. We can't have the real uh, grand boiling. Exactly. Because yeah, of climate by, change. By their standards. I mean... And, and thank you. I, I got a couple of... Uh, Emails. Yes, that was my the favorite thing that I said on the air yeah, yesterday when mm. I said, and in order to get to Biden's <laughs> xenophobic mm-hmm. and racist behavior, he destroys the planet in doing so. Yeah, exactly. He's willing to kill the planet. Willing to kill the planet to be a xenophobe and a racist. Right. And I did like how many stories that came... See how many stories that came up in yesterday? Oh, my gosh. Even yeah. in liberal stories said, and once uh, he said, you know, he Biden has said in the left, constantly pounding the Democrats on the uh, the former President Trump as being a xenophobe and, and racist for wanting to build the wall. So that's, I mean, that's out all over the place. Here's, here's the thing. If, if they're not, if the Democrats aren't winning on the border issue, because it was always in the abstract until reality came to town. And by town, I mean Chicago and New York City. If they don't have this issue on their side, in fact, working against them now and in the biggest of ways. Don't ask us. Ask the all of the news chiefs at NBC News, CBS News and ABC News. They'll tell you it's the number one story. If they have this working against them so hard, and again, I don't see a remedy for this because 
they could come out and say, you know, you you both and I, uh, both you and I have this feeling that they might come out back and try and walk this back and go, well, we've decided, you know, we're going to fight this and blah, 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 and it's the right thing to do because we don't believe it works and blah, 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 blah. It still doesn't solve the fact of so many of them showing up in New York City and Chicago, sleeping on the streets. No resources for them whatsoever. There's no, how do you, how do you walk this back effectively? There's really no way no, to do and, that. And, and I, that was when I started uh, just on the, what I was thinking, the, the narrative, the wider picture. We've talked about how the problem with the liberal ideas is all the liberal ideas were abstract. Right. We can yeah. do this. We can let in as many uh, uh, people from around the world as possible, mm-hmm. and it's not going to cause any problems. They'll all assimilate perfectly. There'll be no problems whatsoever. Well, the reality has now hit on that, mm-hmm. and that's the furthest from the truth. Mm-hmm. Somebody has to pay for it. Yeah. And when liberals have to pay for it, as liberal media was even acknowledging yesterday, uh, as the uh, the guy, the co-host of the morning show at uh, at NPR, mm. that they're in the blue states, they're in the blue cities, and even though... Uh, these people are pro-immigration. They don't want them there. Right. What? Right. What are you talking about? Right. They're not pro-immigration anymore. They're 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 not. If they don't want them there, they're not pro-immigration. Right. They're hypocrites. <laughs> and and so every single major issue that we talk about is heading in this direction. If this is happening now, for let's look at another issue. What's ha- what happens to the grid issues? Oh my gosh! What, what, yeah. hap- what happens if they you know they force the EV you know the EVs again? Those are all going to well they are forcing the EVs. It's all going to stop, and it's mm-hmm. all all going to backfire. And uh, Biden will be out of office by the time the the grid stuff hits. But what whoever's in there, whatever Democrats are still supporting it. It's going to blow up in their face just like this is blowing up in their face because there is no other conclusion. Right. There was no other conclusion to what we're to, uh, other than what we're seeing right now on immigration right. and on the border. Right. There's there was no other conclusion. This is the only conclusion. The only thing that could happen as we said it would. Same thing with the grid, same thing with electric vehicles, same thing with defund the police, same thing with no cash bail. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's uh, <laughs> same thing with more government spending. All yeah, of it, right. all of it's coming to a head because it's all, this is something I might, I probably didn't see it all hitting in the same couple of years, probably accelerated by everything with COVID, but but still, you know, that, the criti- critical race theory, the racism of critical race uh, 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 theory, uh, the uh, uh, liberal transgender movement, mm-hmm. the insanity that comes uh, with that. And you saw the polling on that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The polling on that was just unbelievable that we just read yesterday. What was it? 84% of Democrats. Right. Uh, even, uh, you know, disagree now with the concept that, you know, a biological male can be a biological female. Mm-hmm. And then you see now they're fighting more. We got more, a couple more 
articles from swimmers that are, uh, you know, that are that are fighting on this. I think it was a college in Virginia, whatever, mm-hmm. that is saying this has got to, uh, you know, this has got to stop. So everything is hitting in the same. Really, if you think about it, during the Biden administration, all of this, all these abstract liberal concepts, which were all about we care. Yeah. And as Milton Friedman uh, once said, and I'm, I'm probably paraphrasing here, you can't judge any government program by its intentions. You can only judge it by its results. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're getting now. The intentions, everybody loved the intentions. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're so good and we're so sweet and we're just, we care about everybody. Now the results and the consequences of here are here and people, even Democrats, are screaming bloody murder. But it's what you asked for and what you wanted. Well, we talked about it for years, the noble intention of getting people out of poor neighborhoods and into home ownership, which really started the thought of it in conversation started with Jimmy Carter back in the day. Mm -hmm. And then the Clinton administration enacted the subprime mortgage mess. But even back then, September 30th, 1999, the New York Times pointed out, this is going to be a bigger mess than the SNL fallout ever was, and it was. Because the government can't force that, and the government can't sustain that. There's no way to make it. Fannie and Freddie were never going to be able to sustain it. The housing crisis happened because of government manipulation. Full stop. Without Fannie and Freddie in that equation. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. Period. Because there's no competition in the private sector. Exactly. To do that. Exactly. There would have been no bundling of the mortgages. None of that would have happened without Fannie and Freddie and the implied backing of the United States government. On, On bad loans. Exactly. Right. And the same thing with inflation that we see today. All... From government. Yep. Wouldn't have happened without the spending. The people that you put in that said we have good intentions, the opposite happened. Yep. The results were very bad intent. Were not bad intentions, bad results. Good intentions mm-hmm. can lead to horrible and terrible results. Yep. And we have seen it over and over again. Yep. 866 Lines open for your calls. 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Cronin. I'm Gary McNamara. So you, you, you when you uh, talk, Eric, about... Uh, the the whole border crisis said they, they're not going to solve this problem no, now. No, because they may they're probably going to have to back off. They can't keep this thing. Well, we're building the border wall because Trump made us. Because the media, the liberal media is already attacking him on right, this. Right, and they're going to say, wait a minute, just like we did, you waive these environmental laws. You could have delayed this. Yeah, you could have delayed this right. for years upon years upon years. You didn't even go to court on this. Right, this isn't Trump. You're doing this. You're lying to us. But on everything, every single major issue is going to end up like this for the left.
This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show from the Uniden America Studios. This is Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. Uh, This just in, uh, Biden says the wall will not be built instead to secure the border. He is sending down the White House dogs. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah. He can't even do the dog thing as a president. No, he can't. How do you screw that up? How do you screw that up? I mean, over the years. The dogs are out of the White House, apparently. They're gone. No, they're gone. They're gone, yeah. Because inside the White House, staffers were saying, enough is enough. This dog keeps biting people. This dog needs to go. How do you mess that up? (laughs) You, You get a little cute furry puppy, a videographer... You don't even have to deal with the dog. And then the, uh, there's a headline. Biden's dogs revealed to a bitten White House staff causing lawsuit concerns. Ooh. It's a dangerous workplace. <laughs> wow. Toxic environment. That's crazy. Yeah. After President Joe Biden's dog, Commander, was removed from the White House, uh, it was reported that the first family's dogs have bitten the White House staff. It's not just the one. Right, right. They've removed them all, apparently. Right. Wow. Or they're going, or they're thinking of doing it because of the lawsuits. Right. Okay, that's what it is. Yeah, there's a call. They've only only removed the one, Commander. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But they're saying that they're all biting people. Oh, man. How do you not? Look, I understand they're probably connected to their dogs, but take the dog to Hunter's place or something. Let somebody get bit well, that nobody cares about. They're all coked up. <laughs> that would be dangerous for the dogs. Dogs, <laughs> dogs being all coked up, you know? They're like... Instead of cocaine what, bear, it'd be cocaine dog. Well, yeah, <laughs> Well, come on. Their noses go into every cubbyhole, don't they? Yeah, exactly. Wow, your nose. That's how they discover things, by snorting it. Boy, these. (laughs) (laughs) They sniff everything. Exactly. (laughs) Boy, our dog's nose is really cold. (laughs) Hunter, where'd you put the snow? And he won't quit barking. He just keeps going on and on and on. It barks very fast. <laughs> he used to bark slower. It's the Coke. <laughs> wow, he's chasing his tail at a speed I can't even imagine. What is going on? <laughs> They've removed the dogs hey. from... Hey, <laughs> get some acid pot and alcohol with the Coke and see if he'll go swimming in the port potty Exactly. 
They've removed the dogs from Hunter's residence because it's a danger for the dogs. dogs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You come on. You can't get the dog right? It's the White House dog. There's nothing to screw up. Yeah, the dog, the White House dog is supposed to be, you know, I, I'm, I think of like, uh, you know, Reagan or Bush or whatever, and the dogs, you know, cuddly and, you know, right, whatever. Right. Biden's dogs. <laughs> Even his dogs are defiance. <laughs> Your dogs are jerks. <laughs> Wow. It does run through the family. <laughs> you can tell it's a Friday. It is a Friday. <laughs> I, I wow. turned on your guy's show the other day. What was the thing about dogs on acid? <laughs> I missed that story. Yeah, that's uh was that a political was that a political comment or what? All <laughs> yeah, right. Oh man. Well, uh getting into other topics. Uh-huh. Uh, this just shows you where, where, for example, the UK that led in PC and climate change and everything else. Oh, yeah. How now they are reversing. Mm. It's the same thing that's going to happen in the United States, too. Uh, as we know, uh, when it comes to things like climate change, mm-hmm. uh, in, uh, Great Britain and others are moving in a different direction. Oh, by the way, before we do go any further here, uh The NFL uh, was in Great Britain last week and Great Britain this week. Mm. And I did find the difference of why American football is better than English football. Oh, yeah? Yes. All right. I found it in the stadium that they're playing this week. The NFL is playing this week. Mm. That they built that stadium for both the Premier Soccer League Mm. and NFL games specifically. Oh, all right. Because they want this to be a consistent thing where the NFL is playing a ton of games uh, over there, okay, and and so it's very popular apparently over there. But right. for the this is why American football is better than soccer. Yeah, all right. If you go to a soccer game at that stadium, mm. you cannot bring a beer to your seat. Wow. If it's an NFL game, you can bring a beer to your seat. That's why American football is better than soccer. There you go. Well, that's the debate is over. Tell me where I'm wrong. Yeah, no, the debate is over. <laughs> Even the British can't tell you where you're wrong. And, and they were they were all chuckling over the announcers saying, "Yeah, we found this out because they were I, apparently these announcers that I saw on YouTube were going to a soccer game on Saturday and right. uh, and they were you know told the rules. Well, a soccer game you can't bring beer down to your seat, but during when the NFL's here, you can because NFL fans are apparently much more well behaved." Than English soccer fans. Even NFL English fans are apparently a yeah. lot more right. <laughs> mellow. <laughs> so I thought that was interesting. But United Kingdom Prime Minister Rishi Sunak went viral this week for a speech in which he said no one should be bullied into believing that people can be any sex they want. Sunak, the first British Asian to hold the high office, said in his remarks at the Conservative Party conference on Wednesday that a man is a man and a woman is a woman 
which was met with loud applause by the party faithful. Mm. Quote, we are going to change this country, and that means life. Now, that shouldn't be a controversial position. The vast majority of hardworking people agree with it. It also shouldn't be controversial for parents to know what their children are being taught in schools about relationships. Patients should know when hospitals are talking about men or women. And we should not get bullied into believing that people can be any sex they want to be. They can't. Man is man and a woman is a woman. That's just common sense. That wasn't said in 1923. That was said in 2023 by the current prime minister. Sunak went on to say that we should also never be afraid to talk about the thing that matters most to us, family. Whenever you want to talk about family, someone whispers, is that wise prime minister? (laughs) Right, yeah. Uh, You'll be accused of promoting one-size-fits-all view. But in this conservative party, the party that legislated for same-sex marriage and is investing record amounts in child care, we know that love cascades down the generations, Mm -hmm. whatever that means. I'm Mm -hmm. not sure what that part means. Mm -hmm. So there you go. Now, it's going to be, I mean, that was extremely blunt when it came to the transgender uh, uh, movement. You're seeing it here. Also, this story came out. Uh, men, here's a headline, National Review, men dominate job fair for women. Mm. A significant number of men misrepresented their gender identities to attend last week's Grace Hopper celebration, an annual convention and career fair intended for women and non-binary tech technologists. (laughs) We are committed to providing a celebratory space for women and nine binary technologists, uh, and we hear your concerns around male participation. The nonprofit organization which organizes the convention said, this year, though, we have seen an increase in the participation of self-identifying males. <laughs> what a mess. What a mess. Uh, I just Well, you're not going to win anything anymore. Uh, then this one... Uh, Virginia's Roanoke College women's swimming team is calling upon the NCAA, USA Swimming, and state lawmakers to develop policies that organize competitive sports according to biological sex. And there's a picture. This is actually from just the news. I want to get to the, I think it's the, yeah, it is the lead on Fox News and their website. Virginia Swimmers Unite speak out after biological male pulls Aaliyah Thomas and tries to join the team. Now, the interesting thing is, Mm. the entire team is all standing. There's some kneeling in front and some standing in back. And they're all holding signs, equality, save women's sports, and equality behind it. And they're all holding up their signs. This hasn't happened before. Women have been intimidated not to stand up against the insanity of the radical transgender movement. And they are. And so that is progress. I saw also um, Raleigh Gaines. 
Yeah. It was on, uh, I think it was on, it was on Twitter. I don't know if I saved it or not. I think I did. Where um, she's talking about they're going to have, God, what a screwed up society we live in. <laughs> Real Woman's Day is coming up. Wow. Real, All right. Real Woman's Day. Okay. Uh, yes, uh, it's October 10th. Okay. Okay, let me just see. I think I have it here. Okay. Uh, let me play this audio here. I find All right. It. All right. Here we go. All right. So a few months ago during Women's History Month, I noticed a common theme. And that theme was that in places where we were supposed to be honoring trailblazing women, uh, we were honoring men who were claiming the identity of a woman. Like ESPN, for example. They had an entire segment honoring Leah Thomas during Women's History Month where they honored his persistence and triumph through adversity and what his national title in the 500 freestyle means and how he's a pioneer for women's sports. Here's just a little refresher. And then goes goes through the whole thing with Leah Thomas. But yeah. the, the fact is they're actually having, they're declaring it real Women's Day. Wow. <laughs> That's just, but they're fighting back as they should. Well, and, and, and we said this a long time ago. We said we can talk about it because we were you and I have been talking about this for the longest time. And it's mm-hmm. interesting that it's men because we were the except for maybe us and a few others on conservative talk radio. Nobody was standing up for uh, for women. No, nobody. No, not even women. And we said eventually women are going to have to stand up and say we've had enough. And now they're doing it. Yep. And but understand the intimidation that they were going through, the threat that their lives would be destroyed. And the Democratic Party completely supports that type of bullying and intimidation. Oh, yeah, they promote it. They promote it. Well, on the uh, Equality Act, what was it, 99% of them voted for it? Oh, yeah. 99.9 or something? Yeah. And the only one that didn't in the Senate was Manchin. Right. So they believe in all of this. They don't believe... As we said, it is the most, uh, it is probably the most sexist and misogynist mindset that a political party has embraced since Jim Crow laws. Oh, yeah. No, it is absolutely. Well, I mean, bigotry. Jim Crow law is racist, but I mean, yeah. when it comes to intolerance. Bigotry. Right. And, bigotry, and yes. The, and they proudly promote it. I yeah. still feel like they're going to have it center stage at their convention Next summer. Well, uh, the uh, there's a story uh, that I saw yesterday. I got it somewhere in here. Well, I'll find it. Uh, that talks about the Biden administration is now going to, uh, uh, their next goal is to mandate that uh, everywhere in businesses, you must use a national law where you must use the proper pronoun. And if mm-hmm. you don't, you can be punished for that in yeah. the workplace. Right. Yeah. I'm. That's constitutional. That'll hold up in court. So they're still, I mean, so so they're still pushing forward, and that's mm-hmm. the thing. Oh yeah. But the the what I didn't want to see, and you didn't want to see, is the fact that this is just a temporary thing for women, where they do it, and then they're all intimidated again, right? Back, you know, right. back into the closet, right? Exactly. Sorry, we're intimidating you again. We're threatening you again, and they're just like, okay, we don't have the defense out there. And we said, you've got to stand up for yourself, and now women are doing that. And so to see that picture of the whole the swim team out there all holding up the signs the unity of that to protect women's sports it's very encouraging it's very encouraging to fight against the misogyny and sexism of the democratic party's radical transgender movement yep
which is pure insanity. And it's sexist and it's misogynist. And they promote it. And they're losing on it. Yep. And they're still going full steam ahead. 866-90-RED-EYE. Brought to you by Hotshot Secret. Hi, I'm Jen Loomis, a transport safety expert at J.J. Keller. And I'm here to share a tip on roadside inspections. Roadside inspections all begin with the driver interview, during which the officer will gather basic information from the driver and prepare the driver for the inspection. The officer will also be evaluating the driver, determining if the driver can speak English, is under the influence of anything, has an illness, or is fatigued. The officer will ask the driver for required documents, including vehicle and driver credentials, the driver's log, and shipment paperwork. The officer may also conduct a vehicle inspection. Before beginning the inspection, the officer will take steps to make sure the inspection can be done safely. These include chalking the wheels, wearing personal protective equipment, and explaining what will be required of the driver. The driver needs to pay close attention to these instructions so that the vehicle inspection can be conducted in a manner that is safe for the inspection official. This tip was brought to you by J.J. Keller & Associates. Visit us at jjkeller.com. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll-free at 866-90-RED-EYE. In Trent Radio, he's Eric Carney, and I'm Gary McNamara. Yeah, uh, the EEOC put out a, um, a uh, I guess, a proposed uh, rule for workplace harassment on Monday, mm. which states sex-based discrimination includes discrimination based on sexual orientation and gender identity. Accordingly, sex-based harassment includes harassment on the basis of gender identity. Uh, examples include... Uh, words regarding sexual orientation or gender identity, physical assault, harassment, uh, because an individual does not present uh, in a manner that would be stereotypical, be associated with that person's gender, intentional and repeated use of a name or pronoun inconsistent with the individual's gender identity. Well, I'm offended by the EEOC proposed rulemaking when they talk about stereotypical what is stereoty- what do you mean stereotypical see this is the problem they get into when trying to create rules you're writing a rule book that's ever changing and somebody's going to be offended by it guaranteed they're not going to give up mm-hmm. and that's, oh, no. and that's no. why i said the, the the, uh, the the fight is one that will continue and continue and continue mm-hmm. over the liberal uh, insanity, but they're not yeah. going to win it in the long run. Well, no, they're not. It's like in everything else that they've talked about, and we've talked about the border today. They're not going to win that one. Right. Uh, because why? When reality hit, everyone hates it, including Democrats. Right.
The Bonus Show. It's Friday Radio. He's Eric Carney, and I'm Gary McNamara. So uh, the whole Trump for uh, Speaker of the House, now that he has wholeheartedly endorsed Jim Jordan, is is gone. And we said it was silly that people were, you know, jumping on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one, because you, uh, you know, you're talking about it, and, and I think a lot of Republicans understand what we said before, because you hear, well, Trump could unite the Republican Party. Well, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. He Trump was against what Gates did. Mm-hmm. Trump himself never shut down the government for any budget right. process. He never right. he never, you know, he never put the ultimate power that you one individual can have in the government and that's that veto power to stop what Congress is doing mm-hmm. and basically get a supermajority of the house in order to override it. And so uh, you know, that was, you know, we jump on and I, I view this uh, also as the political idolatry that exists in the Republican Party towards Trump. But uh, the other reason they talk about the rule of the House rule that if you're indicted for a felony, the other one here, and this is interesting, I because I didn't know about this until I read it. Hmm. And this is uh, Michael Ellis uh, 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 wrote this. Uh, Ellis is uh, served as general counsel mm. for the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence from 2016 to 2017. Okay. Uh, and it was also by Greg Dubinsky, partner of the law firm of Howell, Schuster, and Goldberg, and clerked for Justice Kennedy in 2013 and 2014. And it's, if Trump wants to be Speaker, he'll need a House seat. Now, I think the point's moot now, but i just bringing it up for interesting historical perspective constitutionally and based on past Supreme Court precedent. Sure. It goes, uh, you know, the, the theory that anyone can be elected Speaker relies on a seeming omission in the Constitution. Article 1 states that the House shall choose the Speaker and other officers because the clause doesn't uh, expressly state that the Speaker must be a member. Proponents infer that anyone can be Speaker. And that seems to be the general knowledge, right? I mean, that's the general accepted, uh, you know, view Mm -hmm. that since the Constitution doesn't mention it, then, you know, it, it, it can be whatever you wish it to be. It said, but textual silence in one clause is weak evidence. Settled practice, history, and constitutional structure cut the other way. As a matter of longstanding practice, every speaker has been a member, a tradition that dates back to the first Congress. As the Congressional Research Service notes, the first recorded votes for non-members to be a speaker were cast in what year? 1997. Hmm. And since then, no non-member has received more than a handful of votes in a speaker election. The precedent bears heavily on the constitutionality of electing non-members as as speaker. As the Supreme Court explained in 2014, the long-standing practice of government can inform the determination of what the law is. 
that is in line with James Madison's view that a regular course of practice can liquidate and settle the meaning of ambiguous constitutional provisions, which means what you have done for centuries can, maybe it doesn't always, but can set the precedent of what the law actually means. And what they're saying is even though the one clause doesn't mention that you have to be a member since for what would it be from uh, the beginning of the the Constitution until twenty or excuse me until nineteen ninety seven, no member even received consideration. Yeah. No, uh, no non member. No non member. Did I say member? No non member. And because the practice of legislatures selecting their own speakers dates to at least fourteenth century England, where Parliament wrestled with the Crown to assert its independence by securing the right to choose its own speaker from its members. That's the whole point. Yeah. That Congress is a separate body. The the House is a separate body. For example, could a senator be the speaker? Hmm. Could a member of the executive branch be the speaker? Well, what would defeat that constitutionally? Separation of Separation powers. Separation of powers. Right. Uh, and it goes, the, the power struggle extended to colonial America where governors tried to select the speaker of provincial assemblies to control political debate against the backdrop. The 1780 Massachusetts Constitution declared that the state house would choose their own speaker the seven, uh, 1781 Articles of Confederation, the predecessor to the Constitution, made clear that Congress had the power to appoint one of their number to preside over the body. Article 1 of the Constitution, while more concise, must be interpreted in the light of the historical understanding of the role of a speaker at the time of America's foundings. Hmm. That's interesting. Constitutional structure also indicates that the Speaker must be a member of the House. Article uh, 6 requires constitutional oaths of office only from senators, representatives, state legislators, and all federal and state executives and judicial officers. It would make little sense to require an oath of office from these officials while exempting a non-member Speaker. Moreover, Article 1 vests all legislative powers in the Senate and the House, and the House is composed of members elected every two years. Unlike the other officers elected by the House, like the clerk and the sergeant of arms, the Speaker engages in legislative functions. By statute, the Speaker must sign enrolled bills before they are presented to the President and administer the oath of office to other members. An enrolled bill signed by a non-legislator could be vulnerable to legal challenges. Oh, that's an interesting. Point. That's what I mean. As I, you yeah. know, because I, I first yeah, when I go, you create a loophole that would right. be wide open for legal challenges. Another legal problem could arise if the speaker isn't a member. Hmm. What if the House decided to elect a member of another branch? 
<laughs> what I just said. Right. Now, that would seem to violate the spirit of Article 1, uh, Section 6, which prohibits any person from holding any office uh, under the United States, meaning certain executives or judicial officers from being a member of either the House uh, during his continuance in office, stating that you can't do that. Hmm. You can't be from one branch or you can't serve in another function of the government and right. and be a part of the other that would be the separation of powers right yeah clause uh, uh, of it it would be strange to bar a supreme court justice from being a member of congress but then allow one to serve as the far more powerful speaker if the house ignored the constitution and elected a non-member speaker could anything be done although federal courts require a plaintiff to show he has standing to bring legal challenge and won't adjudicate political disputes, anyone harmed by an enrolled bill signed by a non-member speaker could challenge the statute's validity. A business regulated by a new federal law, for instance, could argue that the participation of a speaker who is not a member of the House violates Article 1. Yeah, okay. And that's interesting because they do make a great point. You look at the clause and you say, the clause alone, while ignoring the rest of the Constitution. Well, how can you be in charge of a legislative body that is representative in nature, right? And yeah. that, it, because you're not elected to that office, if you think about it, uh, I guess you could say, well, indirectly, if that party votes you, or both parties, if the body votes you into office, but who do you represent? We know Kevin yeah. McCarthy... Right represented his district in Bakersfield. So, you know, there there would be the question, and also the, the questions of that would come up in, in the arguments for a potential legal, you know, challenge in terms of uh, any kind of liability going forward. You, it, you're creating a, you're creating a massive, well, I don't know if it's a massive loophole, but it's a sizable loophole. The idea that anyone can be elected speaker may be amusing fodder for talk shows. Mm. Hey, that's what we're doing. Hey, Scott. Gary McNamara, Eric Harley. What, what do they mean by that? We're done with this article. <laughs> it's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> the idea that anyone can be elected speaker may be amusing fodder for talk shows, but settled practice, centuries of history, and the Constitution's structure make clear that the Speaker's gavel must remain in the hands of a House member. Yeah. We don't like messy. <laughs> John Boehner. It's interesting, though. I mean, it would be interesting to see it constitutionally. It's not going to happen because, as we said, it, was be, it, it wasn't going to happen. Uh, you know, Trump is not going to be speaker or temporary speaker. It's number one. But if he were elected speaker, would it make John Boehner cry? Well, anything made Boehner <laughs> cry. Someone took a cigarette and couldn't find a cigarette. He was crying. Remember that? I bet he was. Is he still working for the pot organization? Yeah, I think so. His first job after he left, we don't like messy, so I'm going to work for a tobacco company. He went to work for a tobacco company, the guy that doesn't like messy. And last I heard, yeah, he was selling weed or working for it. I'm, that's not correct. He was working 
or a lobbyist a mar- or something. Uh, like that. Yeah, I've for heard, a, the marijuana industry, I think. Possibly, allegedly. Unconfirmed. Selling weed. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean that. Defamation. Yeah, I, I said I didn't mean it. I didn't mean. Oh it. wait a minute! So, no, that's not it's not really defamation. No, I didn't mean it. I, I mean, I just well, no, I, because you're, you're simply you you got the because it's viewed now as a legit business. Mm-hmm. You're sure. not calling him a criminal. You're mm-hmm. not saying, you know, he's he's uh, shoplifting at CVS. That's not a crime. Oh, that's right. That's not a crime either. Yeah. Oh. Never mind. I can actually accuse you of being a shoplifter and not accuse you of a crime. See how it works? Man, I love 2023. I didn't Aren't com- the modern times great? I didn't commit a crime. I, what I stole was under $900. Exactly. Not a crime. It was a violation. Right. But it wasn't a crime. It's a civil penalty. It wasn't a misdemeanor. Right. It's like a parking ticket. That's right. How dare you? Now move so I can get all of my goods out this door. Now we're now going to downgrade murder to a misdemeanor. That's right. Exactly. I mean, that's how stupid it's getting. But yeah, John Banner's selling weed. I, <laughs> I don't. I don't even know if that's true. Uh, I don't like Messi. I, I we don't like Messi. It's like, then why are you in Congress? <laughs> exactly. Why? Why did you run for re-election over and over again? That's interesting because it does, you know, we a, a lot of times and, you know, that's a narrative that's gone around for the longest time that it mm-hmm. doesn't mention. It's like. But what you're saying is you're judging the Constitution by one clause without looking at everything else in the Constitution that may buttress up against that. Right. And yeah. I think that's the point that they're making. Uh, right. I now, mean, now, how- what, now, whether that Supreme Court precedent could hold water with this Supreme Court, I don't know, but it was 2014. Right. I don't know what the vote on that was, mm-hmm. which was, even if it doesn't state it specifically in that clause, the all the surrounding, n- number one, what was going on at that time that the Constitution, because that if you're a constructionist, you're looking at it and they're saying the Articles of Confederation, mm-hmm. absolutely, you had to be a member. Right. There wasn't a change or a shift in that mm-hmm. when you went to the Constitution. There wasn't, it wasn't that that was happening. That was almost an assumption. And based what was going on at that time, you would extrapolate out that that would hold water now. Right. Because that's the meaning of the constitution is what was the intent back then? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then if you wish to change it now, you go through the constitutional process to change it. Exactly. A very that interesting actually, discussion. That actually was a strong point from a constructionist point of view. Right, yeah. That the article in Confeder- con, uh, Confederation, mm-hmm. yeah, said you had to be, to be speaker, you had to be a member. Mm. That's interesting. Yeah. 866-90-RED-EYE. We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara.
individuals and businesses with tax problems. Listen carefully. Do you feel like you're losing control of your finances? If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank accounts, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problem now by calling the experts at U.S. Tax Shield and take advantage of the Fresh Start program and new laws that may allow us to negotiate a settlement for the lowest amount possible. Our team of tax attorneys and enrolled agents can stop collections and get you protected so you can take control of your financial future. U.S. Tax Shield offers a price protection guaranteed quote to get you protected today. U.S. Tax Shield is A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, so call now. 800-785-9132. That's 800-785-9132. U.S. Tax Shield. 800-785-9132. The IRS, the world's most aggressive collection agency. They can seize your property, bank account, and garnish your wages. They cause sleepless nights for millions of Americans. Don't be one of them. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, get protected today. Call 800-312-9970. Coast One Tax Group, protecting your bank, home, and your sleep since 2008. With hundreds of five-star reviews and an A-plus on the Better Business Bureau. Call Coast One Tax Group, 800-312-9970. Stanley from New York owed $93,000. The IRS placed a levy on his bank account. Coast One released the levy and settled with the IRS for $2,000. Mark in Michigan owed $225,000. After Coast One stepped in, Mark walked away paying less than $1,500. Call Coast One now. A 10-minute call can save you up to 93% on your back taxes. Get your fresh start today. That's 800-312-9970. Throwdown Radio, he's Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara. A new poll on Ukraine. Oh, really interesting. Coming up. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together... It's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.